0: Children do not come with directions. If you haven't realized this already, no matter the age, you could have one child or 10 and not one is the same. Each person has their own likes, dislikes, and ways of doing things. What one child responds to, the other may not. So welcome to It Wasn't in the Manual, The Art of Parenting Your Own Way. This panel discussion is all about hearing each other, sharing perspectives and stories, and gathering as a community in this journey called parenthood. Welcome to the space. Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this this hour with us, sorry. (laughs) I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I'm on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. So I am so excited because this episode is different and it's the first time I am doing it this way. So eight of us are coming together. Actually, seven of us are coming together to explore this whole parenting thing. There is no manual and we're all figuring it out as we go along. So we're going to explore here something to the effect of, it's a very free-flowing conversation and we'll see where it goes. But we're going to explore what does being a parent mean? Did we read the parenting books? What is something that we have learned along the way that we really want to share out? And this is going to be fun. So come on up, everybody. Join me. Let's get this conversation rocking and rolling. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> happening. Let me make sure I'm getting everybody. Okay. So Atusa is not up yet. I think she's connecting and art needs to get connected here. And if there's any trouble, um, go out and then come back in again, that can kind of, that can help the scenario. How is everybody? doing good how are you good i am so excited um okay so it's is going out and coming back in so um arthur who is here uh he gifted me a real microphone it mm.
1: sounds wonderful does it mm-hmm.
0: yay <laughs> I, I was like it. wow a real microphone that's so exciting <laughs> um okay so we are missing who are we missing well they will come in when they're supposed to come in who's supposed to be here is here so everybody i am so happy that you're here welcome welcome thank you oh a two a two go to whichever one is open so one two three go to five sorry not everybody paid attention to their numbers
2: okay am i in there yes where wait wait. who is that that's toony
0: Oh, Toonie, hey. I hear Hi. you. Oh, yes, but I don't see your picture. You're like Azrigus something. I just don't see your face. <laughs> but I ah. hear,
2: But we hear you. Interesting. That's me, the Azergus.
0: Yeah, that's you, I guess. Um okay, so Kelly can't connect, so maybe <coughs> go out and come back in. And I think what would be good is maybe, because there's a lot of background noise. So maybe mute, and then I'll call on you to unmute. So there's just not a lot, ton of background sound. So we're going to see if Kelly can come in here. Oh, good. So Atusa is getting connected. So glad. So everybody, thank you for your patience. This is the first time that we're doing this. So, um, we're just kind of getting the hang of all this. Yay. Kelly's in. Okay. Perfect. So I think how we're going to do this is we're just going to kind of do a quick go around and, uh, quickly introduce yourself. However you want to first, last name, it's up to you and say how many children you have. And then we'll, after we do that round, then we'll go with the first question. So, I am Hollis Citron and two children, and say their ages too. It's helpful uh, 19 and 22. And I'm kind of taking away from my husband too, but he'll introduce himself.
1: Okay, so
0: that's me, Kiyosha.
1: Yes, Kiosha Anders. I have five children, three, I can't even count, two bonus, <laughs> the three biological. Um, we have four boys and a girl, and the girl is the baby. So we have 22. 17 16 10 and 6. wonderful
0: thank you and toonie okay hi do you hear me yes now we can
2: hi okay cool hi hi everybody (laughs) so i'm toonie i have five children as well um they are three boys two girls the oldest is 31 and the youngest is 18. okay thank you
0: and paul
3: hi everybody um this is paul hemstreet and really happy to be here today with you hollis and everybody i have two twin boys two adult sons i should say and they will be 22 on friday
0: oh happy birthday to them thank you yay thank you and art
4: hi i'm art i'm married to hollis and i'll say we have two kids we do and three cats we should also say we have three cats who are like our children as well but our human kids are 19 and 22 and um they are amazing so happy to be with everyone
0: yeah it's so funny that you said that because i was thinking right before you said that about the cats too so thank you (laughs) they are our babies um atusa
5: Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. My name is Atusa, and I have one son that's almost
0: 15. Okay, thank you. And Kelly.
6: Hello, I'm Kelly Schwartz Kevel. I have four beautiful children. My oldest is going to be 22 in a week, and my youngest is eight. Three boys and one girl, and that is just fine. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. I think in my head, I don't want to have it like so, so organized. We might end up talking over each other a little bit, but that's okay. Um, The whole point of this conversation is what I titled it here, the art of parenting your own way, because there is no manual. So the first question that I'm just going to kind of put out there to chew on right now is, did you read any of the parenting books? either before, like pre-being born, while they were babies, toddlers, whatever. So did you read the parenting books is the question. So whoever would like to dive in first.
1: I can tell you that I was gifted one for my baby shower for the first kid. Because, of course, everybody already assumes, which is sometimes true with the first kid, that you don't know what you're doing. So... Um, I was gifted a book and kind of flipped through it, but the first thing, you know, the elders around me, like my grandmother would tell me, um, you're not going to (laughs) find, you'll find the basics and the general stuff in that book, but you're not gonna, you know, you're not going to find what you're looking for in that book. That's basically what she told me. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I'll stop reading. but I was gifted one and I started, but I understood later what she meant by that.
0: Mm, wow, so that you were told that right <laughs> off the bat.
1: Oh yeah, I, my grandmother had tons and tons of wisdom. and um, But I mean, I didn't know what she meant at the, I kind of did, but not until I started raising my son did I understand what she meant about, you're not gonna find what you're looking for in that book. So, mm. and I know we'll get more into that later, but yeah.
0: Yeah, great, thank you. Who else has something to say?
5: I read <coughs> several books. Uh, and <laughs> because I was having such a hard time with Ilya at that point, and um, he was crying all the time. So I was looking for anything that would help me mm-hmm. and didn't find any. I mean, I followed it, but later came to find out they were useless because. Um, they go through the scenarios that wasn't sort of real life mm. and um yeah spend a lot of money still have them somewhere i think <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you didn't you haven't separated from them yet <laughs> oh they're in a box
5: somewhere uh, i'm sure it's like i have all these things to give away they're in a pile to give away but uh yeah, no, they didn't do any good. I read a lot. Um, not before, but when I had when I had them. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Thank you.
6: Who else? Hey, there. I am a avid reader book lover. So you know, I had a bazillion books before the baby was even before I was <laughs> even showing. It was crazy. But what I figured out pretty quickly, um, was that no matter where I looked, I could find a different opinion, a different approach. And it wasn't long before I realized that I needed to just take a break from the books and just begin to hunker in and and trust myself, Mm -hmm. which, you know, was hard to do because I wanted the wisdom, I wanted it. Mm -hmm. And I just got rid of what to expect when you're expecting I just mm-hmm. took that off my shelf and put it in the giveaway pile. And I think I was sharing with you earlier, I put it in the box and then I walked away. <laughs> I came back. And I kind of thumbed through it and I realized one of my first son's ultrasound pictures was in there. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but I still let it go. I just checked it numerous times. <laughs> and I released it. <laughs>
0: That is so funny. Well, your intuition knew to go back to the book because there was something personal in there. Exactly. Yeah, Paul.
3: Paul here, yeah. um, I did not really read many books before the boys were born. My wife was an avid reader and she had lots of books. Um, I do remember The Expectant Father and um, that's been in new editions coming out and everything, but really, but everybody else has said we we lived, sort of lived the experience. And once our twins were born, it was like everything flew out the window in a way. Uh, <laughs> we barely had time to read or stay awake uh, to read when the when they were babies, because it was so intense. But um, yeah, I remember a night before the boys were born talking to my wife, and, uh, we were laying in, in bed, and trying to fall asleep. And I said, um, you, you know, I, I said, I'd never changed a diaper before. And she said, me neither. And I said, like, it's like, I just assumed and um, falsely assumed, and I just never had had that experience. So we were going in very fresh, and um, just worked it out.
0: Oh, my gosh, I love this. There's, there are so many things to comment on right now. And guys i really appreciate you being here because it's getting the male female side of everything um yeah so thank you paul thank you who's next to or art
2: uh i'll jump in i um i definitely read what to expect when you're expecting i feel like the book came out when i was pregnant i'm not really sure um and I needed those tips for like dealing, navigating the pregnancies. Um, all my pregnancies ended up pretty um, exciting, like bed rest and premature labor, and never made it to thirty six weeks on in all five of those babies. But um, aside from that, uh, I never actually considered myself. Um, the parent in a way, like, I just was constantly looking for cues and clues (laughs) and wished that I would have had a bank of elders to help me navigate, but it all turned out fine, so So
0: Mm, I love that, searching for the elders. Mm. Arthur.
4: Well, I just um, remember us reading some books and um very early on getting kind of disappointed with them especially um one book uh, suggested um allow- letting your baby cry it out
0: yeah, and the fr- the that,
4: yeah and that was a disaster because he ended up like getting sick all over himself and and we said with that we're never ever ever doing that again and um i don't know it was just it was so for me it's like a lot of these books you know we like we're opinions and not facts and i took them as that
0: so. mm. thank you mm-hmm. yeah that's where um that whole ferber technique and arthur and i were like okay we're gonna be strong we're gonna establish boundaries because we were in a one bedroom apartment with our oldest son um the crib being in our bedroom and we're like we're gonna let him cry it out because he needs to self-soothe and we stood out the door coaching each other on saying it's okay it's okay as he was crying his eyes out and after i don't even know how much time it was we just opened the door and we went in and said we're sorry and he vomited all over and we're like we will never do that again (laughs) oh it stops there
4: (laughs) ends right there that's
0: it Oh my gosh. So with what everybody said, so many interesting things already. And this concept of Toonie, when you mentioned that you wish the elders were there, Kiyosha had an elder that kind of said something straight out. But it's kind of that when you have support, when you don't have support, when you're just figuring it out, you've never changed a diaper. And now you have, it's kind of like you need a license for these, for to drive a car,
2: but you don't need a license to have a child.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: Well, I've heard that many times from my kids now that they're all adults. Like, they're all very much like, why are so many, why do so many people have children when they don't know what the fuck they're doing? Right. And I see their point.
0: (laughs) It is so true. So tell us, tell us a, um, a story, something that you've learned along the way in whatever stage or stages of, of, um, of it all that you would like to share, please. Uh, are you asking me huh? Anyb- anybody, whoever uh, wants to go, if you, Tuni, you're here, you're on. So you go first.
2: Yeah. I mean, so my youngest just went off to college, right? He's 18. And those of you that um, have had kids go off to college freshman year generally is um, can be tough for the kids. Um, all my kids had, you know, stuff that went down freshman year. And even though he had the benefit of being the youngest of five and watching all of his siblings go through stuff, you know, he had, he actually had his first anxiety attack, panic attack. And you you never, it's like, you may, I may have gone through this with other kids, but it's never the same. Just like, oh, you're going to hear Great Danes barking in a second. But you know, even like leaving the kid to cry all night, like it might work for one, but it doesn't work for the next. And there's all these things that you learn, even if you do have the benefit of elders, but you know, they're as individual as we are, like there's just there's just not one way to do it. And you just hope that the communication is there, mm-hmm. you know, that's the bottom line for me is that if I can communicate with them, if we have open communication, then we're probably gonna be okay.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. I love that, because that's, very similar to what i was going to say when i was thinking about it that all children are not alike and creative parenting allows you to parent in a way that nurtures and cultivate a healthy relationship with each with with each child Mm -hmm. based on who they are what they need and i think that was a lesson for me that i learned because with my mom as much as i love her Mm. she pretty much parented us all the same, Mm. but me and my sisters are very different. So what I did, what I decided to do, and it took me some time to really learn that as my children were growing, I have one son for the three that's in the house, one son who's like super introverted. Mm -hmm. He, He could live the rest of his life with food and football but in the house <laughs> like he wants his goal is to play like to to get some land in alaska or somewhere where he is not living next to anybody <laughs> it's just him and his family and a whole bunch of dogs like he would be fine with that on the other hand my youngest son is very extroverted like to be alone too long really is just too much for him he need, he feeds off of social interaction so I had to learn as they were growing up and my husband really helped me with that, honestly, to, it's not that you treat one, di- you know, you always hear, well, don't treat one different than you do the other. But in a sense, you have to communicate with them and be almost like a different parent to each. Not that one gets more of you and the other one gets less, but I'm not gonna push my introverted son to go out into the world to these parties and stuff even though at 16 you would think that that's what he would want to do Mm -hmm. um but i'm not gonna my husband would be like don't push him he'll go when he's ready he's not comfortable don't go i don't have to push isaiah that's Mm going to be something that he wants to do so i i agree with you all children are not alike and i think learning to parent in a creative way that fits um each person each child's personality their passions what they what they want out of life—they're just so different, and I—and it's okay. It's okay for them to be different, you know. Which means you change and you grow too, because we learn from our children if we really think about it.
0: Yes, yes, we do. If we're listening, yes. If we're listening, then we will, <laughs> then we will change and grow.
5: I think everybody's saying the same thing that kids are different, and we all got to parent our own way, and. Um, I know for me, and I'm seeing that more and more depends, there's so many factors in there. I don't even know if I would call, you know, have a healthy relationship with your kids, because to have a healthy relationship, you have to make sure you are in a healthy place where you have no triggers. And Um, you're basically coming at it from a, you know, healthy mindset. And I think most of us, we're in the process of um, releasing our baggages, releasing our uh, traumas and triggers. And we're trying to parent these kids at the same time. And then You have single parents, you have single parents that's contentious, you have single parents that get along. Um, You have parents that are together that are not getting along, parents that are together and getting along. So all these different um, factors that go into it and, you know, for my case, um, and even at each stage, they want so many different things. And it's a learning process. Um, But I think the common message here, which I agree, for my case was very early on to get rid of all the books, Uh, it's not going to work and try to connect with him in the best way I could so that um, like Ilya I knew when he was really young, he was just a baby not even a year old um, that he was just like picking up so much from the outside that um, I needed to like look at him when he needed to be moved around the room or uh, earlier I tried to get him to communicate in different ways so that um, he would feel more comfortable but um, Yeah, just the learning process, and later when he got older, I saw how much of my triggers that I had, you know, all the fear and anxiety that I had since I was a kid, and I grew up with it, and my behavior and patterns were impacting him, Mm. so I had to go back and say, yep, this this is not working, this is my fear, this is my anxiety, I got to get rid of it. Mm. So parenting Thank him cleared my stuff too.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So many powerful things in there, but I don't want to take over the whole conversation. So anybody want to respond or, or share from there?
6: I would love to jump in. I have so many thoughts and things to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yay, oh, Kelly. Yay. But um, I think what keeps coming up for me is this whole, this whole idea that You know when i became a parent i really thought i was going to have this kind of knowing that things were going to come to me and and i had this expectation that i was supposed to have a knowing or eventually get to that place and you asked about stories and i just thought of this really kind of crazy funny horrible story (laughs) (laughs) of one of those moments where i realized like you're never going to know it all and everybody is confused and everyone (laughs) is running around not really sure what to do. So I won't call him out, but I will just say one of my sons around 6 decided to go without underwear quite a bit. And you know where this is going. And we had a zipper issue. Oh no. At a family gathering. <gasps> Something about Mary. Oh no. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that movie. But the thing that struck me about this was he was six. He was rather uninhibited. He actually wasn't in a lot of pain, but it was like stuck in the zipper. I mean, it was bad news, but I'm like raking my head and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I had not had to deal with this. I didn't know the first thing. Then my father comes in, then his, his father, then we call the paramedics. They don't know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god you did you called the paramedics Came the paramedics these two big men and they were like oh no we're not gonna touch that we're gonna go to the hospital <laughs> and this wonderful beautiful uh doctor female doctor comes out and she has this little bit of this like you know uh solution and you know quick as a whip it was done no pain we were icing him up but my point of this crazy story was that it was hysterical like the whole family was like oh my god like nobody knew what to do and it was just funny to watch all the generations and even when we called in the authorities it was like what to do um (laughs) And I just remember that moment thinking, well, luckily he wasn't in pain. I mean, we gave him, you know, the peas, the iced, the frozen peas from grandma's (laughs) house. And he wasn't embarrassed because he was so young. He was just kind of like, man, this is a a bit of a drag. Um, But you know, it was just one of those moments where we were all kind of like, wow, you there's always going to be something you just don't quite know how to handle. But it was also kind of wonderful how the whole family was like brainstorming, like how are we going to solve this problem? And I did appreciate that so much as the mom because I thought I gotta solve this problem. And I remember when I was like, I'm gonna have to bring my dad in. This I don't know how to solve this problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> and all is good, all is fine. But it it's those moments where you're like, Oh yeah, this is something I have to figure out while I'm going through it. Building I'm- the plane while I'm flying
0: and Paul just asked a question. Do you see it in there, Kelly? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the question is everybody who's as you're listening to the replay, how many how many of the other men fainted? <laughs> Anybody?
3: <laughs> That's an awful awful experience.
0: <laughs> but what you just said, Kelly, just these things of touch points of you weren't in it alone everyone's gets confused. We don't know the answers in every situations. Tons of stuff comes up all the time in every stage, even when they've left the house, not just when they're like under our wing and we we're just, we're figuring it out. So Paul, were you going to say something?
3: Um, Well, I can jump in with my thoughts. I I don't know if, um, yeah, if uh, now's the time, but, um, so I'll jump in. So, um, our sons, um, developing, you know, beautifully, and um, I, I, you know, I love this. The name of this discussion, the art of parenting, uh, your own way. Uh, our sons are very artistically uh, gifted and talented. And my wife and I come out of the like performing arts, film side of things, so we always nurtured them in art, as most parents do with their kids, but our, our kids really took to it and uh, just produced, in, in, I say insane, just just beautiful amounts of artwork as little, little children. And um, I remember when we first started them into preschool program, they um, we sent them off to that nearby and uh, we got some words back from the teacher after a while that there were some problems to discuss and um, things went on. And eventually well, the, by the time we actually sat down for the big discussion, it was right before our Christmas break. And they basically said um, your son, basically like your sons are out of control, they're running around, they're not focused and we can't have them here. Um, you need to get some special help. And buy and have happy holidays, you know. So um, <laughs> it it really threw us off, and we were, you know, we didn't understand, didn't know where that was, you know, all coming from, and what it what it turned into was the realization that our kids were on the autistic spectrum, and it led to diagnosis. And um, while we were very upset when we first heard that, we um, we think it was a big, a great blessing that we got that information, might not have been in the way we wanted it, but it led, led us down a path with some amazing people and amazing programs that really turned the lives around of our whole family and where we didn't think that, I'll just say this, our our children, we only uh, we always just saw them as our children, and they were they may have been a bit different, but um, they 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 did need to learn some things in order to integrate with other kids, and um, so long story short, they we we came they they were highly creative. They continue to be highly creative. They went through a lot of. Different therapies, and then we're fully reintegrated back into classes. And so now they're off into college. Uh, one of them is is going to art school. The other one is um, studying more science based. Uh, our, our one son is an amazing artist, and he's been an artist his entire life, and um, sees things differently. And uh, both of them see them very creatively. So I guess what. What I wanted to say, a big thing that we learned, and it's something that just progressed over the years, was see your kids, not their problems. See the truth of who they are. Um, Because I, I sometimes forget they're on the autistic spectrum. I mean, their doctor says they wouldn't even be diagnosed with it today because they've grown, but they still deal with things that other kids don't. They still have things they need to sort through in a different way that as parents, and with them, we've learned to navigate. So it's it's really seeing them for what they bring, what their superpowers are um, mm. that I think has been so valuable to learn and learn as a family.
0: Wow. Thank you for all of that, Paul. And so many things that you just uncovered in what you had said. Um, for me, it stood out with the concept of labels. Um, but then you said that you only saw your children as your children,
3: right? Yeah, they um, they just they brought they just have their own unique story, their own unique life and um, way of um, interpreting it. So it's mm-hmm. it's keen into that, and um, what other, what everyone said relates. You know that open communication, that constant communication, and listening to them. Mm-hmm. makes all the difference too, no matter what your kids are going through.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Anybody else want to share a story?
4: I just want to tag along to what Paul is talking about as far as, um, you know, children on the spectrum. Um, our son was pretty amazingly, um, diagnosed pretty young. Um, a teacher kind of saw issues with him, and was it basically accepted to a special program in the school? And uh, she, was the, he, she was the first person to, um, to see this. But Jared has is on the spectrum as well, and uh, you know what's what's amazing about it, and, and it's like with like Paul's son sons, Jared is like growing into, into himself, and has. Has gone is growing in so many ways that it's like it's like it's incredible. It's like I'm I i can not say that I um I take any credit for it other than the fact that it's like I you know he watched Hollis and I and especially in the last few years we've grown um in a lot of ways you know in very positive ways and I think the kids are have started to notice this and this has been for me, it's a five year journey to get to where I am now. And which, you know, as Bob Proctor would say, I look back at what I was and I can't even see myself. It's like, I'm so far grown. And I think our our son and our children, but our son especially has seen that and he has grown into this amazing person. And I think it's like living by, you know, seeing by example, acting, giving the kids these cues, I think, you know, and I know Paul and Judy, and they are amazing. They're an amazing power couple, and they really are. And the things that Paul have, has done with the family is amazing. And I think that's really has helped our children is um leaving an, an example and always continue to grow. And I think that's been a most amazing journey to watch. You know, our family together grow. In this way. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah.
0: Can,
1: no Can I piggyback off of that, Holly? Yeah.
4: Yes,
0: please.
1: I mean, my brain is like moving.
0: Yeah, go so for it.
1: With with everything everybody is saying. That's what I meant about cultivating healthy relationships. Because cultivating takes time, right? And as Atusa pointed out, as you are um, in a sense healing and art just said it too and a lot of what paul said too as you're growing and changing um I love what you just said art about growth because when I think of cultivating a healthy relationship with your child that's what I think about you're growing and for me personally as a parent I, yes as a, as a spouse in my relationship with my husband because you know in marriage you're kind of a reflection of each other right you see th- you see yourself, and are like some things that you can work on based on this person that you're bouncing things back with all the time but with children that's as atusa mentioned the triggers things that you thought that you were healed from and then something happens and you're like oh my goodness and then you notice okay i'm projecting this onto my child but then you actively start to work on those things and you can cultivate a healthy relationship because now you notice in your growth, I wasn't listening before, but now <laughs> I'm listening. I've, I've always been home, but now I'm present. Like those things make a huge difference. So I love that art brought up, brought up growth because then, I mean, that, that goes back to what I said before about cultivating that relationship. Cause cultivating takes time. If You think of cultivating crops or your gardening, like that's a whole process. So it's not yes. something that happens overnight. So I love that you brought up growth because I've definitely grown tons. And you said in five years, and I, I immediately thought, oh my goodness, me too, prior to five years, I was way more than a mess that I am right now, but my children really <laughs> helped me see so much of myself and it made it okay to parent the way that we're parenting based on who we're raising and who we are as we continue to grow.
0: Hmm. Gosh, Kiyosha, thank you for all of that. It's, I want everybody to understand that in this art of parenting, we screw up all the time. I can speak for myself and say, there is so much screwing up. And the hope is, is that you don't screw up your kids. It's kind of like you think, oh my God, at one point, um, I would say to our daughter, um, who's 19 now, but she was younger, I'd say, look, just anything that you argue with me about or blame me about, just put it in a journal. So when you're sitting in the chair in therapy, you can blame me and blame me in a way for what I really did <laughs> because it's going to change over the years. And then I'm going to get blamed for something I didn't even really do. <laughs> so, <sighs> uh. There is so much.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I'll bring
2: another perspective to all of
0: this. Yes, please.
2: So I, you know, like, I totally agree with what everyone is saying. And, um, but I was a single mom for about five years when my two kids, my first two kids were, one was a little under two and the other one was eight months. So then for the next, whatever, four to five years. And I knew how little I knew at the time. And I also knew because I had no family around that I was really reliant on a lot of people to move our lives forward. I knew I could give them love. I knew I could listen to them, but I also knew that there were a lot of other people that would influence their lives and some of that i had control over and some of that i didn't but but what it brings me to say is as my kids got older and then i eventually married and had more kids i was so cognizant of especially the teachers that my all my kids went to public schools and i was so grateful and motivated to nurture relation real authentic relationships with whoever was crossing their paths, because they were just as important to me as far as what they might be teaching or influencing or opening up for my kids as, as I would. I felt even probably more so in a lot of ways. And I've always, always felt that, that it was that I, I'm just a big believer in the village. I take mm-hmm. no responsibility for any of my kids' accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I really, I, I really do feel like it takes a village. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally agree. It does because the goal is, is that you're not going to be the only person that has an effect on their lives and you want, you don't want to shelter them from that. You want to hear, you want feedback from other people. You need to ask for help because we can't do it alone. And you're a single parent, um, Kelly. Atusa, and Atusa brought up a really good point before way earlier with the whole concept of with the, if you're co parenting, if you're single, if you're, um, if you're a single parent, then the relationship with the, um, with the spouse, if it's positive, if it's negative, and working out your stuff, so it doesn't so much affect the kids. I mean, whoever wants to say anything about that, that's a whole show in itself
5: yeah i was gonna say that's a whole show by itself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's funny that's um, um, i did have to do it alone not i didn't have a village at all and um, it was tough Um, and all those things that they were forcing me like to you have to co parent and you have to find a way to work with this other person Um, doesn't work. Because if the other side is a abusive narcissistic person, it's just not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's everywhere I went, um, you know, from friends from, you know, Therapists, whatever the counselors th- said, you know, that's what you have to do. And everybody it was funny enough. Everybody blamed me for that. Not working out.
0: Wait, who is everyone?
5: Um, like I said, everybody like friends, um, you know, the, the mediator, uh, you know, the therapist, uh, everybody. You yeah. got the blame. I got the blame because it was my fault that I couldn't co parent with this person, that Mm. I had to co parent um, with somebody that was, you know, a narcissistic, abusive person that was just out to get me. Didn't matter what I said or did. And um, it just sometimes those things don't work and i think again back to what we're saying you just have to find your way and do your best and um know they're gonna they're here for their own purpose for their own reason their lives is their lives it has its own way of working out as well and they chose us as parents for that specific reason So there is no perfect child, there is no perfect parent, and um, I always say um, on my show, as long as you're doing you, and you love your kids, and you're doing your best, and you support them, that's that's the best thing you can do. Mm.
3: Just jumping in on that, I think it is so much about intention, because your intentions are good. Sometimes we don't make the right choice, but if you own up to that, you're still working for the greater good, so to speak. <laughs> and I think our kids understand that. And you, you have to give yourself a you know cut yourself a little slack uh, for the kids and for ourselves as parents. But um, I think if the heart intention is good, that that um, That's the really important thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, the story is popping in my head of um, when our daughter, I don't even know how old she was. Um, I don't know if Arthur, if you remember, but uh, she was going with friends. I'm guessing she was maybe six or seven and it was winter time and she was going someplace and I thought she needed to wear a hat and she refused to wear a hat which makes sense with her way. She is very headstrong and just not going to do what you say to do. But I got stuck on the fact that I thought I was right and that you wear a hat and she wouldn't wear a hat. So then I thought, well, well, then you can't go. And I had to show my authority in that way. And it was not good. (laughs) It didn't have, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of tantrums. And when I look back and think about it now, I'm kind of like, it was a frigging hat.
6: What's the big deal? I love that story, Hollis. I think that is like a story that so many people can relate to. It's like, I'm supposed to be the parent. I'm supposed to be in control of this situation. That makes me a good parent. I know what's right. Um, and I remember someone told me years ago, I mean, I I have had a career in early childhood education and child development. And I remember someone (laughs) saying to me, and then I thought about it a lot as a parent, she said, never get into a power struggle with a child, you will always lose. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really true. Even if you, you know, like make a child stay in another room, something's gonna go down and nobody really wins. And the other thing I was thinking of as I'm listening to everyone share is something as my my older, I refer to my older children, you know, they're, the youngest of my older children is 10 years older than my my eight-year-old or almost nine-year-old. But I, as they've gotten older, I've really felt so much relief understanding for me that my children have their own higher power and it is not me. And that was something that took a lot of years of letting go and and also a lot of pressure. You know, people around you want you to be in charge, right? You know, family yeah. and there's a lot of pressure to be in charge of your children to control your children. Um, and, um, you know, obviously within reason and depending on age, but it was a relief to be like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I don't have to control every single thing. And I can, you know, have faith Mm. and trust.
0: Faith and trust. It is such a relief. Oh my God, Kelly. That's yes. Who else wants to, say anything off of that. Anybody have thoughts on the fact that we don't have to go ahead, Kiosha.
1: I was just gonna say I I agree with that a thousand percent. Cause I mean if just figure off of what she said and also what Paul said about intentional parenting and giving yourself grace that um I have seen in both my my mom parented out of fear. I think Hollis, I, I we talked about that a little bit. She, yeah. she, she. I was raised by a single mom, and um, she parented out of fear. Every she was fearful of everything. Like, oh no, you can't go there. Okay, you can't do this. And and um, she parented out of fear. So in a sense, she was controlling, and I didn't really get to experience life until I pretty much got out on my own but my husband also went through the same situation where his the parenting style of his parents was very controlling and um i just have found for us it has just been so refreshing to have faith and to trust that when our children are away from us the the point i guess the the faith and the trust for me is you know, making sure that, that there's safe space. I know people say that a lot, but that's very important to me that they can, that home, which is why I'm constantly working on myself and my husband is constantly working on his growth because they should always feel at home here with us. Not that we will always be here for them to come back to, um, but at the same token, just having faith And trusting that they will be okay. Having faith and trusting with intention that I'm, you know, from my heart, this is what I feel that I should be doing. And I personally pray about things myself. Um, And, you know, knowing that you're not going to make the right decisions with every decision that you make with parenting, but with the right intentions and giving yourself grace that, you know, you're going to mess up. We're gonna make the wrong decision gosh we shouldn't have gone there or i shouldn't have allowed him to go there but then at the same time it's also about perspective and how you see things right because we i think as parents we're so hard on ourselves that sometimes we can go dang it i i should not have let him go on, go there to wherever you know you let your son go but then you find the lesson in whatever it is they experience where they were and, I, and that's how yeah. i try to to really look at everything. What is the lesson? That's how I try to look at life period. That was a hard situation that I went through. That was a hard decision that we made. And this was the, you know, this was the result of that, but how can we take that situation and see what lesson we can take from that so that we don't do it again. And you know, that just faith and trust that when you said that, that was just like, what, when Mm -hmm. you give yourself grace, and, and learn how to breathe and just be like, okay, you know. And, and that's not saying everything is easy. I know, you know, with some parents, especially some moms that I talk to that are single moms, even though I'm not a single mom, I was raised by one. So I get it. Like I felt her heart every day. And I actually have a heart for single moms because it's not, it's just you. And you're Mm -hmm. trying to make the best decision possible that's why I don't blame my mom for parenting out of fear I understood what she was fearful of. Because she had her own traumas so she Mm -hmm. tried to protect my sisters and I as much as she could, but she never gave herself grace. So her faith was always a little shaky so that I guess what I got from all of that is giving yourself grace. And just trusting that you're in, your, your intentions are good, your heart is good, you have the right intentions in place for your kids, but just breathe and give yourself grace, you know, and just yeah. trust that things will be okay. And even sometimes when things just turn kind of sour or, you know, like I said, you're questioning the decisions you made, try to find a lesson in it to not repeat or, you know, to encourage, to give some hugs or something positive out of it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Kiosha. And uh, Kelly said, yes, giving yourself grace teaches your children the most powerful, generous lessons. Yes. So Paul, what did you want to say?
3: Yeah, I just love what Keisha is saying and um, everyone about that faith. I think another bouncing off of that. Uh, another aspect of faith is encouraging for kids to follow their bliss and follow their passions, which takes a certain amount of faith. Uh, and not holding them back out of fear of something um one thing i learned my parents are i was very fortunate in that they they always said you know be whatever you want to be um if you want to be a ditch digger and it makes you happy do it you know um they what they didn't do and i don't hold any blame for that but something that i think about with my own kids is to encourage the kids to do what they want, what makes them happy. But also, as a parent say, don't forget, you know, I th- don't forget about this, which you really do in such a beautifully gifted way. And it's not just that I'm your parent. I, you are so good at this. And just making sure that our kids aren't holding back because of fear, aren't holding back on their bliss and their passions out of some fear and helping to guide them in that direction hmm.
0: so you can be a mirror to maybe something they don't see and point it out because um, right. that's a lot of times the case that we just are we don't see these things because we're too we're too in the we're in the container
3: right or people tell them things like oh you can't make a living as an artist or oh you know you can't do this or that, you know, um, how are you going to pay the bills? And of course we have to pay the bills, but you also need to follow what your calling is, what you're, what you love.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Paul. As we are getting to the top of the hour, I think we'll kind of close out with, um, a question maybe if we'll do, we'll go around. And the question is, what would you say to your younger parent self? from your perspective now. So I guess I can start and say, what I would say to my, my younger self is, um, don't get so caught up on those little things. Don't get into those power struggles because Kelly, like you said, you're not gonna win. And it's gonna turn into, uh, if not a few hours scenario, a few days scenario of a lot of angst and it's not worth it. I would say, have
5: fun, relax, and go with the flow. Hmm.
0: Thank you. Arthur, Arthur, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, okay.
4: Yeah, um, since I think, honestly, it's like, forgive yourself for what you may have thought you did wrong and be there when you do make something wrong and own up to it
0: Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. kiosha
1: um i would say take care of yourself because as a parent you get it's easy to get lost and. Just being a parent and you know taking care of the kids, but we forget that in order for I mean it's kind of cliche people say it all the time can't pour from an empty cup, but it's true. So if you're not taking care of yourself if you're not invested in your growth if you're not invested. In your mental wellness your emotional wellness watching who you hang around like all of that just taking care of yourself, then. it's going to be even more difficult to pour into them so breathe and take care of yourself
0: thank you
3: go ahead paul your kids will grow and develop in their own time and it will all be good i think just watching my my two adult sons right now coming out of the pandemic they had a lot of concerns that they weren't far enough along they hadn't been driving enough they didn't have jobs yet you know they had lists of complaints sort of or or worries and and this is something you know advice because um, now i see them and they've totally mastered the driving they're totally in their uh environments in their schooling and maybe they don't have the job experience some other kids do but they're you know they're volunteering and they're um signing up for different research projects and things like that in other words it's it's at their own pace and and it's it's an advice to to parents as well as the kids to remind them because time and time again our kids have proven how they just Grow with leaps and bounds after certain experiences that are just um, just amazing.
0: Yeah, thank you, Paul. Tooney or Kelly? I'll
2: go. This yeah. is yeah. So I almost feel like I'm kind of a Debbie Downer in a way, but it's okay. The whole point of this is for everybody to have their different angles, so that's the point. Yeah, I feel like. I'm sort of like the opposite of the cheerleader mom in the sense that our lives are fucking messy. Mm -hmm. My life, my husband's life, my kids' lives, yes, they have amazing moments and yes, they fucking fall apart. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the way of the world. What would I tell my younger self? Mm
4: -hmm. I would
2: say dance more, sing more, play more, listen more. It's not that we didn't do it, but I always think there's room for more of that. So I love it. that's what I'll leave you with. I love it. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay. Kelly, round us out here. Yeah, I would say in the same vein, I just imagine just pulling my younger self in and just giving myself like the biggest mother hug and just saying it's going to be okay in the end it is all gonna be okay thank you
0: so everybody i just so appreciate you those here on the panel thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your perspectives and we just got a little glimpse into your world and this is the whole point that everybody has their different scenarios their different adventures their different experiences and this is why we're having the conversation because people need to know that they're is not just one way, and um, that's the whole point. So I really appreciate you being in this space. Thank you. And all of the listeners, thank you so much. Whether you were here live, catching the replay, the art of parenting your own way, we want to hear feedback from you. This is going to be the first of many, and we're going to touch on so many topics. I'm going to go back and look at all my notes. Um, So much to talk about in here. And I just really appreciate you. So everybody, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening. And we'll talk again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Well, that was an inspiring conversation. This space is all about exploring the topics of parenthood. That you will not find in any book. But it is real life experiences from all different experiences from parents. Our website will be launching in January 2023. So to get on the mailing list and be in the loop with all that is being created for you. Just go to it wasn't in the manual at gmail.com. There is no manual, which is the adventure. Be talking to you soon.